I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Podcast Pod, where Adam has completely forgot to write this segment and Chris has pressed the record button. I'm sure we've done this before and this may come across as lazy, but Chris, what's your favourite podcast? This one! Oh, yeah! Can I have fries with that? It, it, it is Can I Have Fries With That, you you cheeky clucker. Uh, you're, you're listening to Small Screen Naughties. <laughs> Let's go! the first time ever that you've had nothing just nothing do you know what though we were chatting and I'd had two bowls of shreddies honey shreddies and I was just very relaxed do you ever do that with gigs though as well like where you're too relaxed and you get on stage and think fuck what am I actually going to start with yeah if, if you've got loads of your friends there and you sort of chat with them and then you get on stage and say oh yeah I've got a gig to you haven't I yeah, yeah, hang yeah. On. there's a gig happening as well yeah new material nights are the best for that but I think oh so he's, he, he really looks like he's got nothing. And it's like, I have got nothing. He's got nothing. I heard a very good tip from Al Murray this week, which is compare. Because you are basically the opener, the middle and the headliner. I don't know about the headliner bit, but you are definitely the opener as well. So you learn your you skills. Can, yeah, you can be the headliner if you wanted to, if you compare it. I suppose you are, because you are closing the show. I watched Fisherman's Friends this week. <laughs> Why weren't you happy? So, uh, listeners, uh, if you've been listening to this for a while, you'll know that Chris went to see Fisherman Friends at the historic Folkestone Leeds Cliff Hall. Well, they were right, apart from the fact that halfway through, they said, we come from Paul Isaac, where Doc Martin is filmed. <laughs> and I was going, no, how dare you disrespect Doc Martin? I would not why, have why, this. Why, why did they need to say where Doc Martin is filmed? Because they, they, that's where they're from. 
And they said, but Martin's also filmed there as well. And they're basically saying, we don't like it. And I asked them, how dare you? I had my arms crossed for the rest of the concert going, I'm not putting my hand up in the air for the pirate song. Do you know what, though? How was that, though, of, like, nearly two hours of sea shanties? The lady in front of me, just before the show started, banged out the Werther's originals. And I thought, ah, this is how old the audience are. (laughs) I still remember getting my first candy from my grandfather. It was Werther's original, and I was four. I'll never forget that first taste. Sweet and creamy and just plain good. I felt I was really somebody special. Now, I'm the grandfather. And what else would I give my little grandson but my Werther's original? He's somebody special too. Were you surprised at the amount of sea shanties they were? It's quite a lot of sea sea shanties. Easy easy to say. Well, I once was told I was going to uh, compare a festival in Ilfracombe. And I was excited, Chris. I was excited. And I got there Sunday morning and went, I'm here to compare the festival. And thinking like young bands, maybe (laughs) up and comers, ELO or Lewis Calpaldi. Up and comers here, LOL. Yeah, right. You, you, you ruined the joke now. You've got to say Stormzy, uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. And who was on it? ELO. Uh, no, but I oh. got that. And uh, the guy organised it, tapped me on the shoulder, went, Are you the compet? And I was like, Yeah, ripped jeans. I looked gorgeous back then. I was a gorgeous young man, Chris. And they said, Well, it is the annual Ilfacombe Sea Shanty Festival where I stood on a stage and compared 12 sea shanty bands. 12. But Christmas Friends are the Ferrari of sea shanty. I can't even say it. Sea well, shanty bands. There was, there was no Fisherman Friends, mate. Oh. No Fisherman's Friends. Just just a damp, a damp, dry, sad cod in the background. And we had a restricted view, which was basically we just could see them from the side all the way all night. But that's fine. I don't know how that's restricted. I thought the way we're talking, there could be a massive pillar in front of us where we couldn't see them. How much uh, was a ticket to Fisherman Fred? Did you use your uh, celebrity <laughs> on this? Going, uh... Do you know who I am? And they said, we don't know who you are. No. Said, Have you, do you not hear my comedy night being advertised on Radio Kent? And they said, no, no, no one did. That's why no one turned no. up, mate. You sound like you've had a hard week. Shall we go and have a Saturday night takeaway? Yes, let's. Roll VT! Hello, fact. Check John here. Chris has misremembered. Their catchphrase was roll the titles. Also, Chris, I don't want to pull you up on something because it's a bit of a dickhead move, but you know VT stands for Visual Technician. Oh, I thought it stands for Videotape because I've watched too much Celebrity Juice. Well, this is a podcast. I'm just thinking like... Oh, it's what they used to say on Saturday Night Takeaway before the sketch. confusing the listeners. (laughs) Some of them are confused. Most of them, let's be honest, their app's broken down and they can't get this off it. Well, let's they be honest. Tried, they've tried to listen to Diary of a CEO and it's stuck on this consistently. 
Oh, I hate that. I hate it. Hate it. Oh, could I make you cry? <laughs> no, no, you can't, Mr. Businessman. Go, leave me alone. You can't, Mr. Businessman. You're he's become the new Piers Morgan. He's become the new. He's not become the new Piers Morgan. He what? has. He's, it's the new. It's the new uh, life stories. We go on there and go. <laughs> Sorry, slagging off another podcast. C- can you please stop shitting on our peers? Not Piers Morgan. I mean, <laughs> industry, but like, but oh, you shit written... on him all you want. I have that as a joke. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, I, I just stop it because, like, we're starting to develop beefs, man, and I've not got the energy. I'm not as young and wiry as I used to be. You could take him. He only looks small. You reckon I could take Piers Morgan? Oh no, I didn't mean him. I meant the CEO guy. Have you I've seen got... the size of him? No. He's head. Nah, no. mate. I don't reckon I could take him. I fact-checked John Hill again. After we finished recording, Adam said he would batter. Stephen Bartlett from The Diary of a CEO in any pub garden of his choice. Right. So, Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah. With Gareth Gates. That... Yeah, that, that's a reference. This is weird doing this show because it's still happening. I watched it last week, but this is going to diff- do a little bit of a different show because this is the first episode they ever did. I, I never watched it at the time. So I never watched it when it first came out. My first... I'll talk about the first time I saw it when uh, I, I was on it. But what? I, I don't, uh, we, we come to that. We come to that. I don't <laughs> want to spoil too early on in. But you never release any of this information until we start <laughs> recording. That... No. Oh, I, yeah, I, I was it. on it. Yeah. I feel like every great moment in the UK, in the media, on the telly, I was in the background. Not in a big part, but I was somewhere in the vicinity. <laughs> and uh, if that is my career, then I'm happy with that. You're the Andy Millman of the South East. I am the Andy Millman of the South East. Have you been in the bill? I've not been on the bill, no. You are the Andy Millman. I'm not right? the Andy. Uh, but yeah, man, I never saw it. And then I watched the intro and my missus was like, oh, I like it, this intro, it's so much better. The intro's brilliant. It's just a running through walls. Oh, yeah, because they're coming into your living room on a Saturday yeah. evening. And I'm with someone who loves Anton Deck, who loves this, mm. and who loves watching it. But I could talk to me about it quite in depth i don't know how important this show was in people's lives it's one of those things that just completely passed me by until the last few years of thinking oh this is all right they could have got rick waller instead of gareth gates i bet you've rick worked waller. with rick waller haven't you i have worked with rick waller yeah and he's <laughs> sold <bad>. but <laughs> this is my level this is why we do this podcast because like, it's exactly where i'm at this is why we don't do any big league stuff mate why was rick waller always the butt of the joke I don't know. He was he was the the first winner of uh, the X Factor, was it? Or was it? Yeah, I don't think he won. I think he left because he was he got ill. And also, there used to be a time when comedians to go for a joke about someone's appearance for a larger gentleman. Rick Waller sat in that chair, and it's not you can get away with that now, just making jokes about Rick Waller's weight. Well, one, no one knows who he is, and two, it's just no, just a bit rude, isn't it? If you wanted to be rude about a large gentleman, now it'd be. James Corden would be the one you yeah. go to. No, you wouldn't say he's fat. You just say he's. I think he's more in the annoying chair than, than the overweight chair. And like, I'm part of the FBC myself. Uh, What's that? Fat, fat boy run is is shit. Fat boy run is shit. No, another role stolen from me. I'm part of that community of like supporting people like be you want, and I am a large gentleman. But I just found it cruel. And also having that pop at Rick Waller wasn't just about his size; it was about his voice. Let's never forget the beautiful voice Rick Waller had. I know that I can make it. No, 
little. Maybe I was wrong about the beautiful voice, but still, <laughs> he just had enough right to be on that show as much as anyone else. Only time will tell. Only to- well, it has told, hasn't it? They, they don't do an opening sketch anymore. They sort of just start. They go to Television Centre where they've not the BBC sign off it. And said, no, it's just Television Centre now. It's not BBC Television Centre. Which Does that always seem weird to you? Makes me feel sad. Like, it feels I, I always weird. Feel... Oh, sorry. It feels no, weird. That noise? <laughs> it just feels weird that no, they film on. an I... Oh, God. It feels weird no, they film an on. I... <laughs> it feels weird that they film an ITV show in a, in a BBC studio, basically. Now, yeah, say what in... you were going to say. <laughs> I will say what. We live in different times now, Chris, like... Sega and Nintendo are at the Olympics together. Walkers and Golden Wonder are on the same shit shelf. Coca-Cola and Pepsi can be found in the same bars and pubs. Together, we, we are all one. We say the same bottle. And everything is owned by Disney. Everything. And everything is owned by Disney. They didn't have a star guest announcer. They just said, as some bloke, I don't, I don't understand what it is. Is just someone to stand up there and go, yeah, I've got this film coming out. Anyway, still to come tonight, we've got Ryland in a bath and Alison Hammond yeah. is riding a scooter. <coughs> oh, and we've wound up someone insanely annoyingly. Not even a coherent sentence. We've put Lorraine Kelly in a, an escape room. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the old star announcer is quite a nice little touch, isn't it? Sometimes they nail it with that star announcer. And other Tenet. times it's like the stars never watch the show. <laughs> David Tennant. Bang! There he is. He's all, especially the Americans, going. What is this shit? Still to come. <laughs> Coming up next, Stephen Mullen is Stephen Mullen. Oh, that old, that's that's it, isn't it. He's not in it, is he? Yeah. No, not yet. No oh. Mullen. This one, the main goal seemed to be the winning of the ads and how important it was, and they also explained what you get because I'd completely forgotten. When they go, oh, you get a car and stuff like that. It's like, so it's basically what was in the adverts for this programme. And if there's a car in it, you get a car. Also, and if it, yeah. on the win the ads bit as well, uh, didn't you look at the five ads that they chose the programmes for, thinking three of them are definitely small screen naughty episodes? Was it Where the Heart Is was one of yeah, them? Yeah, <laughs> I hate Where the Heart Is. Oh, we'll I do that next week dude. then. I hate everything about it. It was just too nice. And I remember one episode where one kid goes blind and sits down with a doctor and says to a doctor, a trained medical professional, uh, do you know what it's like to go blind? And the doctor goes, no. And he went, that's why you can never feel my pain. And you know when you're like, fuck off, mate. He's trying to help. This is why we're doing it next week, then. Oh, it's a lot to unpack <laughs> with where the heart is. Catchphrase hadn't stuck until the end of the show, when they go, with the audience show on television that says, don't just watch the adverts. Win them. <laughs> come on, come on, join in. I, it's a great concept. And basically, that was probably the concept before the rest of it came round. Do you reckon this was originally half an hour when we're going to have to fill an hour? <laughs> haven't got anything like their question was what is finger licking good is it a donuts b chicken or c nappies bit 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 wrong isn't it why should you have to call in and say why you'd like to be on the show at the same time i'd like to call it well because i want to win the ad i want to be on deck please can i go on there please thank you my mate andy burton was on this as well uh (laughs) a year or so back Mm. where he was uh 
on the kind of win the ads thing where they select your face. Mm. And they put him up in a hotel. He went out and did karaoke. Never got on the telly, though. He said he had the best time ever. Shout out to Andy Burton. They decided that they've got this new show on and people are going to the cinema. So they want people to leave the cinema. And one of them has got money in their back garden held by Yoda. Because the people in the cinema are watching Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And I said when I watched that guy, I would have much rather gone and found money than sat through the whole of the Attack of the Clones. Yeah, but you didn't know then. You're thinking through your little eyes of the 2023, Adam. But yeah, but t- 2002, Adam, would have sat there and watched the Attack of the Clones. You thought, I'm sorry, I'm not going back to my house. If someone could have thrown me a bone back then and went, off you go, mate, you don't need to watch this. There will be nothing good until the Mandalorian is released many years from now. My thing was that they knew whose house they were stood at and they're going, oh, is he, has he gone? That bloke. So everyone else that was running down the road didn't actually have anything in their house. They didn't have a Yoda holding money. Yeah. Did no one spot and go, anyway, that film crew seems to be following in more than me. I'm going to go back to go watch the film. I'd like someone would message me as well, going like, Adam, by the way, there's a film crew outside the house uh, with a massive Yoda. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I, I said this to someone and they said, well, nowadays, if they've got a ring doorbell, they go, oh, is Yoda there? No, he's not. Right, back to the film. Yeah, they, they play the ring doorbell game now, don't they? Yeah, yeah, did you watch it when the old lady was just, she just turned up to the door. She wasn't even part of the quiz. She just turned up to say hello to them and was like, hello. It's like, I, I can you say it. the catchphrase, please? You are. I've just, and I've just <laughs> come round to see you. Love it. That, that, it's moments like that that make it worthwhile. I yes. think this does nail Saturday Night Telly. It does. And... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
it made homage to the past of Saturday Night Telly, but it turned out that that was probably not a good thing to do, and they should have chosen Bruce Forsythe instead. Yes. I, uh... <laughs> and he was still with us then. He was, yeah. They could have chosen Bruce Forsythe, or even Jim Davison. They could have chosen him. He's on the other side. But, Maybe not. But they didn't. They, they, they went with another Saturday Night TV star. Got a lot to say. I love you, Stream. It's brilliant. So. <laughs> you have but... turned like a clock. No, you tell me how much money people get. But what what made me think of it was, who told you how much people get money? I'm on it, it mate. I'm no, you're, you're I'm, not on it, no. I, I, I'm doing a, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing a show where I talk about is it right to have asylum seekers in the country, and it's called Asylum or Throne to the Lions, where me uh, and a few comedians with their own opinions discuss is it all right to keep someone here or should we kick them out? Oh no! Or can... should we just be kind and let let them in because we're all humans basically? But no, uh, it's all right because we were born here to say whatever goes on and who should come in. Now you've got a comedy idea for a fake show. <laughs> well, well, I didn't know. You caught me off guard. You pressed that record button so quickly. Like, it, I was literally halfway through a general conversation with you, just about how you were. And I, but bloody hell, we started, have we? Yeah, you also said you got a big, you got in half an hour. So, shush. I have. I'm a busy man. <laughs> Let's get back to Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, yes. This could have been filmed long before all that came out. No, it was 2002 and 2012 it came out. But Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I know the dates. I know the dates. Um, yeah, they're like, Sir Jimmy Savile used to make dreams come true for people, so we're going to do it. So the concept is fine, apart from who it is. If it was someone else, this would be perfectly fine, But because it's him. Do you know, like, out of that whole Jimmy Savile thing, I really feel for Shay Ritchie, because literally... I don't, two... I don't think he was accused... No, he wasn't accused, but two <laughs> months before, and I mean, everyone who's a victim is a horrible, horrible thing. Mm. And I can't even begin to think how bad and terrible it was. The man was a monster. But two months before, they'd recommissioned Jim will fix it oh, with Shane no. Richard. <laughs> and he did two episodes and then it all come out. And it was just like, oh, Shane. <laughs> and as everyone knows, I am the poor man Shane Ritchie, as I was once called. Still echoes. Still echoes. The most magical show on telly is back, and I can't wait. So who's ready to make some dreams come true? Imagine your one dream come true. Just send in the letter, drink and fix it for you. Now if you want to be the star of the show, I'll get together with your own Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you. And welcome to Jim Will Fix It with me, Shane Ritchie. So they, they get a lady to do Swan Lake with Wayne Sleep. They get another lady to milk a goat. And... Blindfolded. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's very close to the joke that everyone's been doing. And uh, the other lady would like to be in a bath with the Liverpool football team. Wow. Yeah. What? The, the bath one's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, especially, especially when how old young she would have been. Let's go, oh, can I go into a bath with a group of grown men? And once again, I'm not going to say favourite story of Jimmy Savile, but 
one of, one of the moments that, that made me laugh is that Steve once wrote, Steve Baldwin, friend of the show, once wrote a letter to Jimmy Savile for him to, to fix it to meet Gary Glitter. Uh, true story well, that. Well, and he said did... he was that ugly a kid, no one wanted anything. Of all the all the things that Jim could fix, that is probably the easiest for him, isn't it? Yeah, probably. He could have fixed <laughs> that in an afternoon. He's got it on speed dial. Uh, yeah what a horrible man who got caught going on the dark web and went back into prison right can we lighten the mood with yeah yeah, yeah. let's make Ant laugh with Russell Reese Davis who comes on and does uh, animal impressions to make Ant laugh very different to at the same time let's make Dick sick oh oh, was that from Dick and Dom I've never they they couldn't do it on air anymore so what Dick would do would uh, have some cold vegetable soup in his mouth Get up a child from the audience and just tell him horrible stuff until he was sick. Well, Dex said, if they don't make you laugh, they will die. And I thought you couldn't oh. say that anymore, <laughs> even as a joke. But your friends kill them. Imagine, well, they, they, they would die on stage. They, they would die on stage. But I tried to Google Russell Reese Davis. I can't find him. Are you sure? No, I can't find it. I even put a clue up to say this is what we're doing this week, and I thought it'd be quite easy if you just Google his name, you'd be able to find him. I want to find the episode that I was in the audience for when they came to Butlins, and uh, I remember it well because two days before I'd gone on to Radio One and accidentally brought the company into disrespute, and I had to have a. Me- <laughs> this sounds like it's bollocks, but I promise it's true. <coughs> I had to have a meeting with my manager who wasn't in. Now, I went to see my manager who was on the playing field and there was a massive pink mechanical piggyback and the cast and everybody from Ant and Dex's Saturday night takeaway around it. And my line manager at the time said, Adam, go and see him now. He's in a good mood and he won't sack you. So I went down there and went, I'm sorry, Jamie. Uh, absolute legend in the entertainment industry. Uh, it won't happen again. He said, you just need to be careful when talking to people about the place. Tap me on the back and let me go. And then we stood outside and there was a giant, massive piggy bank and a woman rode the piggy bank. But once again, as I said, I've only watched it in the last few years. I've never seen the episode. And if anyone can find the clip or what happened, 2008, it, it was a blur that time. So we've got to try and search for a takeaway from 2008 with a woman riding a piggyback. It's going to take forever. Like, that's the thing. I don't even know the exact... That wouldn't be 2008. It might be 2006, 2007. This is great broadcasting, isn't it? We should have done this at the beginning of the series. Instead of done <laughs> Big Brother, it could have been this long search to find Adam on Saturday Night Takeaway. If you can find it, people, brilliant. If you can't, then, then sorry. But I'll always remember that day because if it weren't for Ant and Dep putting my big boss in a great mood, I would have definitely got the sack. Now then, earlier on, we surprised Emma when she went to the cash point at Butlins in Bognor Regis and gave her the chance to win up to £5,000 by riding the jiggy bank. Now, Emma is strapped onto the jiggy bank and is ready to go, so we can go live to Bognor Regis. And to start proceedings, we've got little Ant and Dec. Hi, little Ant and Dec. Over to you, boy.
I still want to find Joseph Bartram, friend of the show. Hello, Joseph Bartram, friend of the show. You got a friend in me. On Finders Keepers in the audience, because I swear I saw him when I was little. I saw, he's very memorable. I remember seeing him in the audience. I, I, oh, I thought he's like, got a mem- memorable face. He was at Wilshire Junior School, that little kid in the audience with the glasses on. S- swear, I swear. Oh, it, might, it might be the Mandela effect where I, I think that actually. Was he on there? Yeah, Nelson Mandela oh. was actually on Finders Keepers. Sorry, a blue tit just flew in my window and flew out again. That was really odd. Did you notice Sorry. that you did it? You yelled and I just kept talking. I was like, no, I'm, professional. I'm a professional. I'm... I get this out. Do not like this. I was not called a professional last week. I, I kept the same sentence going after the break happened in the audio cut and no one would have spotted it apart from you saying, have you still been talking the whole time? I'm sorry, I'm up, I've upset you. So, can we yes. get on to my proper highlight? Forget, my proper highlight is they have got Jemery Beadle locked up in a vault. Is it a vault? Yeah, a vault for six weeks, like Big Brother. I don't think this. I'm not sure this is true or not. I don't think they actually spend seven days with Jeremy Beadle. I, I don't think you could. Well, you couldn't now. Well, it's easier now, isn't it? It's it's inhumane. They're like, oh, if Jeremy wins his task this week, he gets a CD player. It's like, oh, th- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Sadly, when Jeremy Beadle died, I was trying to make like yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, he was actually big into nature and he was a vegetarian. Mm. So he was asked to have his ashes spread over his uh, vegetable bat. So watch out, beetles are sprout. When you saw him on the episode, did you think, I've, I've got a joke? <laughs> I've, I've been got sitting a... on that for years. I've <laughs> got a joke ready to go. <laughs> I did a little punch of the sky on everything. I thought... Yes, finally. Yeah, he's in spit bank fault. <laughs> but he, he couldn't have been left in there. You can't no. do that to a national treasure. He had to sing the Chinese national anthem in Chinese. And I don't think he can do that now. <laughs> when he did it, I just sat there and went, this is television. This, <laughs> this is what television was built for, to watch Jeremy Beadle and a lady he'd never met only for a week. <laughs> Singing the Chinese nest anthem. Apparently, when uh, Chris Tarrant used to get excited at television, he used to say, This is what they want. This is what they want. And this is one of their moments. I was waiting for another joke then. I was waiting for you to Oh, here comes his Chris Tarrant joke now. I've got nothing. I've got nothing on Tarrant. Nothing on Tarrant. Well done. Well done. Now, that was very well done, but I've got to tell you, that was just the first verse. Jeremy and Kay are going to have to play all three. Now, remember, if they succeed, Kay gets five grand and Jeremy gets a CD player. If they fail, they get nothing. So, are you ready in the bunker? As ready as we'll ever be. OK, now, whatever happened over the last seven days, this is the most important minute of your entire week. Take a deep breath. It's time for your charge. Men, 
Rapunzel, Martu, Fartu, three hot dogs. She lie, she lie, she lie. Woman, Wong Tong, yes, sing. Mousy, children, the power, sing. Mousy, to render power, sing, 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 sing. It sounded, okay, it sounded good to me. Although there was one bit that sounded suspiciously like wontons. <laughs> but, G-N, G-Sun, is it yes or is it no? I've written down the contestants' names to win the ads, but I don't think that's really relevant, is it? No, he did all right. He didn't. <laughs> Can I just point out? I love the bit where Deck was so convinced they were going to gamble. Well, you're going to gamble. Oh. <laughs> no, you haven't gambled. Oh, damn it. Why didn't you gamble? Even when he said, I'm not going to gamble, in his head, he was like, So you're going to gamble? Go, just go, go, just go and gamble. Go on, please. I don't think anyone's won this season. I don't think they have. Uh, sorry, I'm just having a fisherman's friend. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I did that. There we, l- l- there we are. There they are. They select them off as well. What? What? The mid? Yeah. I thought, well, don't name yourself after them. What? Is there anyone else I didn't have a pop at? Oh, they don't they're... seem very friendly. <laughs> did you go and see this tribute, Fisherman's Unfriend, where they just go online and unfriend people with sea shanties? I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You're a dirty bastard, that's for sure. I'm leaving the Halifax. Are you? Is that what you sing when you leave your bank, is it? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? For the listener, it it cut out on the Zoom halfway through a sea shanty. So they get the woman to milk the goat and Mm -hmm. Ant says, where'd you get that technique from? Which I thought was very rude for a uh, uh, family show. I always feel bad for Ant and Dak as well. Like They've got all this, but people forget. They didn't just sing Let's Get Ready to Rumble. They had a successful music career before this. And no one ever talks about the number 10 UK hit, Shout. The only way they're going to listen today, Shout. Come on, let it out. Shout. Come on, let it out. Shout. Come on, let it out. Do you remember it? No, I remember Dizzy Rascal and James Corden singing Shout, Lily All Out for the football. No, 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 this was different. It had an ant playing guitar, I think, as well. He took more vocals on this one. Well, the listeners have probably just heard it and heard Shout. That's what happens in this. If you mention something, it gets played. Polyphonic Girl, part two, by the biscuit situation. No. I've lost my phone. I'm back. <laughs> uh is that the B-side? I've lost my phone. I've lost me phone. So they do win the ads. And my question of the night was, in Coronation Street, Civil War, Fred Elliott was a roundhead <laughs> or a cavalier? I thought that. Part of me was thinking, wow, that, that was a sequel we never got. I say, I say, I say, uh, Ashley, Ashley, I'm in the roundheads, Ashley. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Ashley, Ashley, is that is that um, Peter Parker up there? <laughs> Ashley, why is Iron Man so angry? He's killed his mum. Oh no, Ashley, no. Fred Elliot wasn't a soap character, was he? He was a no. sitcom character just put into a soap. Bless him. They had it all at that time. Fred Elliot, uh, Elliot Norris. Norris is still in it, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's, I he's don't watch that guy who got a part after Russell Brand said he slept with his daughter, his granddaughter. No, no, he he he, he sadly passed. Oh, has he? Oh, well. yes. Andrew Sachs. Yes. You mean Manuel, which is not more famous for than oh that person who shags Russell Brand's granddaughter. No, I he mean, didn't shag no, Russell no, Brand's yeah, yeah. granddaughter. Russell he Brand did. He did afterwards as ta- as retaliation. He said, right, I'm going to shag your granddaughter. What, what did he have, like, some time machine? It did. Don't see much of Brand mm-hmm. anymore, do you? No, he's off uh, doing his... Uh, what is it? Um, where he does the thing. Uh, protesting claymation. and stuff. Clayma- he's doing claymation. He's, he's applied for Ardman for the 3D um, department. He's going to be good. He's making Wallace and Gromit too. A grander day out. <laughs> a grander day out. the win the ads. They have a lot more. They had a lot more time than they normally do. They mm. had, had a, a, a minute and a half, I think it was, and you almost got all of them. But nowadays, you can't. It, it just seems when they do it on the show now, it's just be like an afterthought. It's like, oh, we've it, had all this fun. A... Should we win the ads? Yay! This picks oh, up yeah. one. Right off we go. But this was the thing as well. Like, talk, if you ever watch a documentary about SMTV, which is its natural birthplace, this show. They talk about how they put all the time and effort into CDUK and didn't bother with yeah. SMTV. And it was only when they realised, hold on, if we put more effort in SMTV, CDUK doesn't have to do anything. And I think this was very much them not learning their lesson from that. Because <laughs> it seems like, right, we're going to finish with a game show. And you've got to remember at this point, this was kind of like kind of like the early stages of like, it would have still been Pop Idol and everything like that. Yes, oh, that so, was it. So, Pop Idol, not yeah. X Factory one. Yeah, Pop Idol, Fame Academy, and those shows were mad. Well, they were big, but nowhere near as big as they got. So mm. everything else was game shows. And there's probably an executive going, right, you've got to have a game show. It's what people want. And people don't want game shows because, one, they're just cheap to make. And two, you're watching one person win. People want to be entertained. I like Joel on it. Have you seen that new programme he's hosting called Shout It Out, where you just no. shout out the answer of what's on screen? So they put a picture up of David Attenborough, and you go, David Attenborough! And then it, there's there's no skill in it at all, apart from just yelling at a screen. It's meant to be what people are like at home, but on a TV screen. Oh, yeah, that's the only reason I'd apply for Deal or No Deal, because it's got no... Mulhern. I, I don't love Mulhern. The irony. I want, I want the reunion. I want the reunion, and you go, I hate this show. I don't know why I applied for it, but I applied for it because you're on it. That's what's going to happen. And they'll be like, who are you? I like in this that they say gamble. They don't say gamble anymore. They say play because I think you're not allowed to say we like to gamble for something. We all know you don't mean actual gambling. We. I've had a lovely day. I've, I've had a lovely of... day. I'll take the speed, but I start. I start with nothing, and I'm gonna go home with nothing. That's the way you've got to look at it, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's like started from the bottom. Now you hear it. Is that a song? Is that a song? Yeah, sorry, I, was, I held back a cough then. Oh, sorry. Is that a song? Yeah, it's called "A Start from the Bottom." Now we're here. Oh. Oh, not it from the bottom, but now the whole crew hit. You do make work for me, don't you? Hit. <laughs> anyway. What do you mean you do make work for me? Yeah, no, I don't have to put these songs in, but I, just, I think well, some some weeks where we haven't got enough podcasts, 
it just makes it a little bit longer. I'm not saying it's filler, but sometimes it's like, come on, get to half an hour. This is filler. This one won't be. Filler night. No, we're not playing filler now. <laughs> no, we, we we can't have we can't talk about free pedophiles. Or, or we get a um, arts grant if we if we do if we if we name the fourth one, then we're on our way. Is that how it works? Yeah. So, uh, so what do you want to give Anton Deck Saturday night's takeaway? I think it deserves a cool fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. I think sixteen hundred. Let's give it sixteen hundred. So let's lock it in. Now I am the grandfather. That is an index Saturday night takeaway. Now, off you go. Join us next week where we will be discussing where the heart is. Oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> bye on. bye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program. 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.